Episode 4. The Upside Down People. Martha Beck, my teacher, used to tell me that shamans live backwards. All the weird misgivings, oddities, illnesses, and trauma of their young lives become their strength and medicine as they get older. Many, many people who feel most called to the village are people made not by their achievements, but by the courage to work through their failings. And then even deeper than that, to work through the failings of a sick society that they were subjected to. This village is not made of movie heroes or the people held up by the culture, but rather by a fabric of unseen love in mostly unseen places. You have to slow down to respect it. You have to take your eyes from the neon lit life and touch the center in yourself where you are weak and afraid and broken and ashamed and willing to still try and stand up. The place in you is a dark cave of humility, which finally allows you to see where the real magic is, where real courage is, where real beauty is. And I will tell you that I have tried in my ignorance to fly above this place in the hopes of being someone. But only in failing and hurting in my failings and trying to love myself despite it have I touched that place of true seeing. There is a beautiful story in Anki Kruch's book, The Country of My Skull. She writes about how every morning, the iconic struggle leader and ambassador of love, Desmond Tutu's mother, would wake and give her son 50 cents to catch the bus to school. Then she would go to work each day as a domestic worker, cooking and cleaning to be paid exactly 50 cents. Tutu said, my mother worked each day for that 50 cents that she knew she would give away to me in the morning so I could get educated. She was short like me with a big nose. And thinking of this, I've got to tell you my eyes moisten at the resolve and resilience and daily persistence of an act of love like that, to work so hard and not go forward by the terms of the world. And when Desmond Tutu leads the moral compass of South Africa or stands next to the Dalai Lama as an ambassador of peace, deeply educated and eloquent, we do not think of his mother cleaning dishes and vacuuming floors. And in fact, we miss most of the real courage of this world. For all we know, it may have been Nelson Mandela's grandmother who made Nelson Mandela possible. How many things that seem meaningless at the time does it take to make a future Mandela? There is no way to know what truly important work we might be doing on any given day. And what of you and the act of courage it takes to live openly in this life with all that you've been through, to believe it's worth caring. Uh, the village is full of courage, daily personal acts of acceptance and intention. If shamans live backwards, then we are, as shamans, Made by our failures, not our successes. Trauma makes us eager to soften, not harden. We are fuller with age, not diminished. We relax in a crisis and agitate when all is calm. Shamans tend to laugh when it's serious and cry when it's funny. Make the profane sacred and the sacred joyful. Shamans become quiet as they grow in influence and are interested more in solitude as they become more relevant as healers. Oh, it's just a backwards way, the way of the shaman, the way of the village. And it holds everything lightly 
the desire to heal, the love of animals, the youthful encounters with death and illness, all of these are the ways of the shaman, the ways of the backward people. And it's just never how it looks. Some of the greatest activists in the whole movement would never rally a crowd. It works in the old Buddhist ripple that the greatest act of service you can do for the world is to attend to your own awakening. For years, I would go and stay with my friends in the Hudson Valley. There would be a fire and a healing ceremony in the glow of its light. There was always nourishing food and music and people from all walks of life who would come and be there. I saw many profound shifts and acts of healing around my friend's fire. It was so simple. People would be made to feel safe. People would be seen and everyone would be celebrated. No one was told what to do or how to make change or what the cause was. But I can tell you that that small house full of warmth and safety and magic began to replicate itself all over the show. After I visited, I worked to emulate the same feeling in my own home and I wasn't alone. Many, many people learned by being there how to make an environment where people were supported into being fully themselves. And then those people went out to make their own version of that. The village is self-replicating. It replicates itself in this way, in backwards ways, without trying. An activism that included doing what made you feel joyful. A self-replicating vision that was felt and humanely remade itself. That's the way that house moved itself all over the world. There was no hero's journey, but the real silent acts of love we can do out of joy today. We simply cannot know where that might go. Certainly Tutu's mother or Mandela's grandmother didn't. The way a single action can ripple through this unseen web of village consciousness is impossible to say. So everything you do is important in ways you can't imagine. It has to do with how you treat others, but as importantly, it has to do with how you treat yourself. Just that is a work of true courage, and it could affect the world in ways you don't understand yet. Every little thing you do is important in this movement. This is Road Dog from Topanga Canyon. Find the others. <laughs>